Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful uh, Monday. <laughs> Take me a second to remember what uh, day it was. It's pretty pitiful when I can't even remember what day uh, that we were on. So I apologize for that, but uh, I do hope everybody is well, and I know it's Monday, and uh, who likes a Monday? Not very many people. Uh, good morning, Mr. Ed. But uh, uh, I know my wife has to go back to work today, and I hate that. Uh, she's a big help to me of this business trying to get going, and uh, I miss having her here to talk to and aggravate and harass and pick on. So maybe she's looking forward to going to work and <laughs> just to get away from me. But uh, but anyway, I um, uh, hopefully this week will be a good week and for everybody and. Uh, won't be too long for uh, Christmas is here. It's hard to believe we're in the in the month of uh, December starting tomorrow and uh, last day of November today. So uh, hard to believe. I just don't seem possible. And uh, just uh, keep the faith. Stay encouraged. Keep your eyes on the prize. I know things are crazy right now. The world is spinning out of control. I know this whole election debacle is uh, stressing a lot of people out. And, uh, you know, it's... Frustrating, trust me, I get it, and uh, I get so mad I can't see straight, and so we'll just know the Lord's in control, and it will be what it be. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, I apologize. So didn't sleep well last night. Uh, I know better than to eat after six o'clock, and then after I got done speaking last night. What did I do? I go to Wendy's to get a hamburger, and of course, I'm up all night with my stupid acid reflux. So, uh, if I seem a little tired and lethargic today, hopefully you'll understand as to why. So, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and let us stand and let us do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. So, let me get this up here and uh, let us stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I praise God that we have this ability to uh, say that pledge. We have the freedom uh, to worship as of right now. And uh, and I, uh, not a big, uh, I don't get into a lot of conspiratorial things. I know a lot of people, you uh, um, are really into that. And if that's what you're into, fine, that's you know, your preference. I just don't. Uh, I, I don't get a lot of these conspiracies. A lot of it's just bogus. A lot of you know, it kind of goes back. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, you know. And uh, make sure you research things to its fullest. A lot of times, I've seen people getting bent out of shape, and uh, over an article that's been shared, and you get to look at it, and it was it was satire. It wasn't even true. It wasn't even real. So uh, be careful what you're reading, what you're sharing, and. Uh, uh, but just understand, uh, I know it's as frustrating as it is uh, with what's going on with our election. Uh, we know God's in control, and he's going to put in there who he wants in there. And uh, and if you're uh, a Bible-believing Christian, we understand that things may get a whole lot worse. They get better for uh, Christ raptures us out of here. So please keep that in mind, that that is uh, a very real possibility. Well, let's uh, look at our verse this morning. We'll look at uh, Revelation chapter 10, verse 10. So let me get over here and bring this up for those online who may want to read along. Revelation 10, verse 10. Oh, took the wrong one. Sorry, hold on. I didn't got the wrong verse on the uh, on 
my uh, Facebook here. There we go. Apologize. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, you know, we look at this passage here, Revelation 10, 10. And um, it really wasn't all that long ago, Dad did a... Uh, end up studying Revelation, and, and a lot of people are, are really into eschatology, really into those uh, studying of, uh, of last day events, and, uh, you know, uh, that's fine and good, uh, you, know, there's a, you know, we need to understand and, and realize uh, what will transpire uh, in the end times, but I think some people obsess on it just a little too much, and uh, that's all they want to focus on, and, and like I said, it's good to have that understanding, it's good to have that knowledge. But that's not all we need to focus on. There's a lot more to God's word than that. Uh, but we see this here. You know, we see that John was uh, was eating this uh, this this little book. Uh, you know, more or less, it's, it's the word of God. And uh, what that usually relates to when you see that that eating, if you will, is that learning, that assimilation of God's word. And uh, you know. Once we dive into God's Word as Christians, we need to make sure that we are learning and that we are assimilating what we are learning. God's Word can be sweet and wonderful and beautiful. Uh, it can also convict. It can, you know, it, it, we, it is a mirror for us to, to reflect back of the things that we need to change and fix in our lives. And uh, we understand, but see, we see this here. He's talking about after eating it, the, and his belly was bitter. It's almost like spiritual heart, spiritual heartburn, uh, if you will, that he received. You know, what the point is that even though we can learn God's word, we can assimilate that, we can uh, understand it, there are those in the world who are still going to reject it and are going to hate us for our beliefs and convictions as Christians. And I think it's very evident in the world today, those who hate us, those who despise us, and those who reject God's word, but does not eliminate our responsibility as Christians to be out there spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, telling others about God's love, what he, what he sent, that he sent his only son to save us from very real hell. We have a responsibility. Uh, you know, it goes back to that old song, you know, I won't hide my light under a bushel. We need to make sure that our light is shining in this world of darkness. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's very, um, one, several things. Make sure that you are diving into God's word. Make sure that you're spending that proper time of prayer. Make sure you're doing those things. Uh, <clears throat> there's so many people who neglect their time with the Lord. They neglect that uh, that, that quiet time with Jesus. And uh, you know, they always say, "Well, I don't have enough time to read my Bible. I don't have enough time to pray. I don't know how to pray." You know, there's a a, a whole plethora of uh, of excuses as to why they can't have quiet time, but they find plenty of time to spend hours on Facebook. They find plenty of time to sit in front of the television. They find, you know, you can make time to do what you really want to do. And I've told you before, if you don't know how to pray, just pull up a chair, pretend Jesus is sitting there and just talk to him. That's all he wants, communication, you know. Uh, as, as in any good relationship, we must have an open line of communication. And that's what Christ wants with his children. He wants that open line of communication. It's frustrating, uh, you know, as a parent and your kid won't talk to you. You know, my, I love my son dearly, but uh, sometimes trying to get him to respond back to a text or a phone call is like pulling teeth, you know. It's, it's, it's frustrating that I can't talk to him more or see him more. 
Well, our Heavenly Father wants to hear from us. He wants that uh, uh, that communication between uh, between us and Him. And so uh, we need to make sure that we are learning and that we are assimilating the good things of the gospel so that we can go out and be that reflection to that in the world. But too many people are assimilating themselves into the world instead of the gospel. And see, that's where the real problem lies and, that's what, and how the world is seeping in uh, to our churches. And, uh, and we have non-believing pastors. And yes, I said that correctly. We have non-believing pastors behind the pulpit preaching apostasy and heresy and and, it, and people are eating this stuff up thinking that it is true and these these men are going to have to answer in a large way uh what they are doing and some women of course y'all know uh, i am uh, completely and utterly totally against female pastors god's word i think cannot be more clear on the matter in regards to uh, the elder of the church and uh, the man is to be at the head of the church just as Christ is the groom and the church is the bride as Christ is the head, so must be the man. It's not to say that women don't have a place in the church to teach uh, children and, and have other ministries within the church, but to be a female pastor, I am utterly and totally against. But that's not the point of today's topic. I just want to throw that in there as a little side uh uh, information, but the fact of the matter is, we there's too many people instead of assimilating what God has given us, they're assimilating into the world. And what is the very thing I talked about uh, that I was talking about last night in Exodus, I think it's twenty twenty one, uh, uh, that um, we are not of this world. All right, we are sojourners. We are strangers in a strange land. We we are not. We are in the world, but we are not uh, of the world. And we have to understand to assimilate of the world is completely contrary to the things of God. And if you're compromising on your principles and convictions as a Christian because you want to appease those in the world, then you need to go and, and dive back into God's word and go before God and ask him to help you to be uh, discerning and understand those things that are wrong. You know, I think so many people confuse demonstrating the love of Christ in compromising sin with sin. And I think it's evident with these alternative lifestyles. I think it's evident uh, that we see this in, in churches, that it's, uh, you know, they give a pass on things that they think that uh, uh, are going to upset or offend somebody. And, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want I want everybody to feel welcome in my church, but at the same time, I have to speak the truth in love. I have to preach with conviction the things of Jesus Christ. And if it offends your sensibilities, then so be it. You have a problem with God's word, not me, because I have to stand before God and give an account for what I teach right here every morning and behind the pulpit every time that I speak. And I want to make sure that I preach the truth of the gospel. I want people to be encouraged to assimilate the things of God, to learn the things of God, and to get your fannies out there, and, and because time is running out, and that you're out there witnessing and ministering and telling others about the love of Jesus Christ. And you will be judged for that if you neglect to do that. Well, God, I, I just didn't want to hurt my friend's feelings. Uh, I didn't want to make you mad because he was gay and he was a good guy. Well, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to fly with God. Uh, you know, I don't care if you're gay, straight. I don't care what your lifestyle is. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you're going to go to hell. And if you're sitting there working alongside somebody and you neglected to explain to them the love of Christ and what he can do, then that's going to be on you. And you can get mad, sad, or glad, but uh, that's just the truth of the matter. And so, you know, again, we're not there to 
and smack somebody upside the head with the family Bible. That's not the point. We must speak the truth of love. I don't want somebody to go into their work and say, hey, uh, you're going to go to hell, boy. You better change right now. Well, guess what? That person is going to reject the gospel that quick. Yeah, you know, that's not going to work. Uh, you know, if somebody come up to me and said, you're going to go to hell because you got a tattoo, I tell them where they can take a walk, you know. Um, so it's, that's not going to work. But when the when a situation presents itself that you can, you know, you still be friendly, you show a loving spirit, but uh, when uh, the uh, when a conversation presents the opportunity, uh, because when people know that you're saved, trust me, they're going to ask questions. They're going to ask things about what what the Bible says, and even though they may not uh, agree with what you're saying, at least that gives you the opportunity to plant that seed and tell someone else about Jesus Christ. And so, well, no matter who you're uh, working with or or out and about, uh, if you if the situation presents itself, then that's when you say, hey, "Let me tell you what God's word says." And, of course, nine times out of ten, they're going to say, you know, they're like, well, that's your belief. That's not mine. Uh, you know, of course, they want to throw in about shrimp. And, and, and uh, you know, I always get tickled uh, the some of the, the responses when people don't agree with God's word. They want to point out uh, things they think that is, uh, or, you know, that, that's really going to stump them, you know. And, uh, and no matter, you know, it, it does, and I have refuted so many things in God's word uh, in defense, and they still reject it, and still try to uh, say, "Well, that, you know, that's your interpretation," or, or they start putting you down, or find something they think will make you angry, and it's just, you know, because they can't give a proper defense. And uh, trust me, I have heard—I won't say heard it all, but I've heard a good chunk of what's out there those who try to tear down God's word because they hate Christianity, they hate God, they hate what we stand for. And sometimes it is like a, a uh, broken record. I sometimes wonder some of these people, they have a book that they share that they come from because here's what you're going to hear nine times out of ten. Particularly if you're talking to someone who uh, is for uh, homosexuality or someone who hates Christianity. Here's the things you're going to hear. Uh, uh, well, God hates shrimp. There's actually even a whole movement out there that God hates shrimp. <laughs> they get that from uh, uh, Leviticus, and uh, it is not that God hates shrimp. Is that the Israelites, first of all, were doing things that were uh, pagan uh, in, in how they were preparing and doing certain rituals, and uh, two, they were it wasn't cooking it properly, and it would have killed them. All right, so that's one reason why that's in there. The other thing you're going to hear is, uh, well, uh, you ain't supposed to wear polyester. It says they're not to wear mixed fabrics. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, there wasn't polyester back then. That's not what that was about. What actually that was talking about was men being cross-dressers, and God's Word was telling them not to do that, all right? And they'll say, uh, here's another thing, too, particularly with homosexuality. Uh, the Bible don't say nothing about it, all right? Even though I can present uh, in, in Genesis, Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy uh, and uh, uh, and Romans. Uh, I mean, you know, it, uh, Corinthians. Uh, every, I mean, proof positive. You know what God's word says. Well, Jesus never specifically said. Jesus didn't specifically say uh, uh, several things uh, that we know is wrong. But Jesus did refer back to Genesis uh, 1 uh, uh, and, and talk about how marriage is between a man and a woman. And, and, and so we know definitely where Jesus stood on the matter in regards to marriage and relationships. So, you know, and then uh, you always hear about, well, uh, 
it, well, they uh, they promoted slavery. No, that kind of slavery they was talking about wasn't a racial slavery like we see today. Uh, those uh, in that particular time period knew they would be taken care of, so doctors, lawyers, whatever, would, would purposely put themselves in that condition because they knew they would be taken well financed and taken care of. So it wasn't like, in fact, God's Word talks against man-stealing in reference to slavery, that it was no wrong and uh, not to do that. Uh, what's another big one that, uh, oh, they would say you have to, God's Word says you have to marry your rapist. Not one time in, in the God's Word uh, did anyone was forced to marry uh, someone that raped them. There was reference to that in a particular place and time in history, but nobody ever had to do it. You know, so, you know, you can point all these different things out. See, that's why it's important to read God's Word. It's important to be able to give a proper defense. It's important that you study and spend that time in prayer and so that you can assimilate and learn the things of God that we can give that proper defense so when they attack, we can uh, you know, uh, give them the proper information. The thing of it is, the God of this world has blinded them, and they have still refused it, they will still reject it, and they still won't uh, 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 listen to what you're trying to say. And uh, that's fine and good. You know, hey, we can't force people to believe. We can't force people to be saved. But all we can do is plant the, the seed and pray that, some, that someone will water it and someone will cultivate it and they'll come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and the Savior. But, uh, but like I said, I've, I've heard uh, the same, same defense over and over and over. And of course, they, and when they get... Uh, when you're debating someone and they, they get backed in that corner and they can't you have no longer have a defense, then that's when they start attacking you personally. That's when they start being nasty and rude because they're, they're, they're stuck. They have nothing else. They have no more defense. So that's when they have to start getting personal and being nasty. That's when you have to say, hey, well, you have a good day and go on. But the fact of the matter is, my friends, we've got to spend that proper time in the Word. We've got to spend that proper time in prayer. And uh, we need to make sure that we're walking as close with God as we can now more than ever. In these last days, it's imperative uh, that uh, we do. Because I'm telling you, if uh, a scumbag and uh, that is, they're calling the president-elect uh, who stole this election, who blatantly cheated, I mean, the evidence is clear, gets into office uh, in January, uh, we may see as Christians more attack and uh, an attempt to silence us like never before. And uh, like I've said before, they can make the attempt, but I promise you, I don't care what anybody does to me. I will still scream it from the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord. God Almighty, and, and I will talk to everybody, anybody I can about Jesus Christ and what God done, what Jesus done for you. I will not, I don't care if I'm facing a firing squad, a firing squad I will stand there proudly and boldly and proclaim the name of Jesus. So my friends, things will may get worse before they get better, but you know what? I know who's in control, and I know where I'll be one day. So that's one thing we can always cling on and depend on. So let us have a word of prayer. And then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, to uh, assimilate and to learn your word daily. Uh, Lord, let us not be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And, uh, Lord, let us always be that reflection to those around us. And, Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose in the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you will 
make a miracle happen that somehow Trump can continue to prove the, the fraudulent acts of this election and he will remain in office. That Lord, no matter what happens, Lord, help us to, to keep our eyes focused on you. And Lord, I, as I pray every morning, I want to pray for our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I want to pray for my friend, uh, Mark Anderson. Uh, he's dealing with the loss of his mother and uh, his dad's been sick. And I pray that you'll be with him and uh, his family. Pray to be with Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Roger Winters. I pray that you'll be with Troy and Ginger Hood and Lyndon David Feathers. Uh, Lord, I pray to be with Larry and Donna Knight. I pray to be with Fran Pear and her family and Miss Betty uh, Whaley. Uh, her prayer request and concerns that she had. I uh, pray to be with Richard Campbell and uh, his father. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with all those who are dealing and battling with these COVID-related issues and that you'll bring healing upon them. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and watch or protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I appreciate all my all you good friends for watching each and every morning and uh, glad that we can have this ability to uh, share the gospel message each and every morning. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And uh, don't forget, if you'd like to share these devotions, your friends or family can find me right here at Dr. Young 77. If they don't do Facebook, they can always watch live on flbconline.com. And uh, if you haven't already, be sure and, uh, whoops, let me get this up here, uh, to uh, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast. You can listen to all the sermons, all these morning devotions as you're going out and about your day. No video, audio only, but be sure and check that out. But I uh, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And uh, remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.